right. It's the Ruben J show. And uh, I'm really, I, I'm partially confused, but I'm having, I'm really excited at the same time. And if you're, if you're wondering why I'm confused, it's because I don't know how I got to the point where I'm at right now, because a few months ago I was scrolling on, on TikTok and I ran into a creator uh, and she was doing profile rates. And I was like, just for kicks and giggle, I'm like, Hey, rate me. She's like, Oh, you're like a negative four. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's, let's talk more. Uh, and then she followed me on, on Instagram or not Instagram, but, uh, TikTok, and we became friends and now she's here and we're going to talk all about that. Uh, please welcome to the show. Uh, am I calling you Corinne Mandy? Is that what I'm, is that what I'm calling you? Sure. That's what they call me. So Corinne Mandy, well stick with it. thank welcome. you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I'm excited because this is going to be one of the first times in, in probably over like a year where I'm just winging the conversation completely. There's no set agenda. We're just kind of talking about whatever. Um, yeah. And it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So uh, anybody who, who's listening to this right now, just buckle in. It's going to be a crazy, crazy ride. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure to follow on, on TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. Links will be in the description uh, and subscribe to the podcast. Do a five-star review, all that fun stuff. Uh, Corinne, let's start from the basics. Who are you and, and where'd you come from? That sounds weird, but where'd you come from? <laughs> uh, yeah, so my name's Corinne. Um, basically, I was born in New York. Uh, I moved out to Arizona when I was about nine. So been out here forever. It's a huge transition going from the freezing weather to scorching hot weather. It's definitely, it was, it was different. But I've been out here for a really long time. Um, my mom is Honduran and my dad's Puerto Rican, so I'm mixed. I get that question quite often. Um, how did I get here? Uh, I don't know. I started TikTok because my son, um, he asked me, he was like one day, it was when COVID had just hit and he was like, mom, you should download TikTok. It's really fun. Back in my day, it was known as Dub Smash. I don't know if you remember Dub Smash. <laughs> yeah, see, back in my day, because you're a little bit older than I am, but all I remember it was uh, musically. <laughs> Yeah, so Dub Smash is kind of like TikTok where, you know, it had those uh, pre-recorded auto voices and, you know, clips of movies that you can kind of act out and then post. So I always wanted to be in acting or something. I was always into, you know, theatrics and stuff like that. So as soon as I downloaded TikTok, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I noticed what I could do on it. I started making videos and then I think I went viral when I did the Big Ed video. That was my first video to ever go viral. <laughs> it was a clip and it was the dumbest thing ever. But after I went viral for that, I was just like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. I think it got like 350,000 likes, something like that. Jeez. But just a stupid little clip like that was kind of the beginning of where I am now. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because when, when you and I first connected and actually what the funny part about uh, that story is when we, when we connected, we connected because we have a similar, had a similar day job at the time. And it was funny because you worked at, at, uh, I don't don't want to say the name of it out loud, even though I know you're kind of you put it out there. But you can put it out there if you want. I don't want to put it out there. But you worked at a rival university than I work at currently, mm -hmm. and uh, you hated the job, for lack of better words. And we kind of yeah. bonded over over your hate. And I kept trying to get you to come work with my university. Uh, and so let, let's talk a little bit about about that because I know you know, in the beginning, when we first connected, you, you had the day job and you were doing TikTok kind of for fun. And I think you always had the exit idea and then Absolutely. the exit kind of happened to you. And so here, oh, you're, yeah. so, so how, what happened to get you fired? And, and then how long have you been thinking about leaving to begin with to do full time, like do the, the creator thing full time? So yeah, I will gladly tell that story. It was not funny at the time, but now it is. So I was actually working from home at the time. I won't say where I was working, but I was doing admissions for a university, a very well-known university. Um, 
you know, it, it was just, I was not working out for me. It was not something I wanted to do. I'm a very creative person. So being at a desk job is just not something that I, you know, saw myself doing in the long run. So in the back of my mind, during those work hours, I'd be like, okay, what can I create today? Like, what can I do that's going to make my, my audience grow? So, <laughs> so I happened to be live that morning that I got fired and I was sitting there and I was just like live and I was working, I was live and I was working. And I remember looking at my screen and I saw like HR, my manager, and I was just like, Hey guys, I gotta go. I'll be back. <laughs> I didn't go back. Yeah. But it was definitely, you know, um, at the time I was so upset. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I gonna do? I have a kid, I have bills, I have so much I have to do. How am I gonna, how am I gonna get out of this? But then at the same time, I was like, Corinne, you did this to yourself. Like you kind of let yourself fall into that path to where your mental health kind of affected your work ethic. So I started going down that hole where I was like, I hate my job. I don't want to be here. There's so many other things I'd rather be doing than than this. And ultimately, I think they kind of saw that and they were like, yeah, we're going to let you go. And I was like, you know what? It ended up being a blessing in disguise for sure. <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of times in people's histories, if you look back at people, you know, they're just their day jobs. You know, the day job tends to hold people back a lot of times. And, yeah. you know, uh, a lot of times everyone has this idea of what they want to do. And because they work a nine to five, they're like, I'll never be able to actually completely explore this option. And then they get fired or the, or the get laid off or whatever. Something happens. They're no longer working there. And all of a sudden their dreams come true. So I when when you messaged me, you text me that night and you're like, I got fired from university unnamed. Um it just happens to be, well, I'm not going to say, it. but it was just, it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, you're going to be fine. Like, it's going to be okay eventually, but what are you going to do next? And you are like, I'm, I'm all in, I'm going all in on, on creation, all in on, you know, content creation, painting, just being yourself. Uh, and so that, that's what I'm curious about. But before I jump into that side of it, I need to know when you go live on TikTok, does it record the live for you? No, it does not. Oh, thanks. Because I was gonna say, I want to see the video of what happened when you got that call. Because I would love to see just the look on your face when you saw HR calling. I can react it if you want. I remember I was looking at the. So my phone was literally right next to the camp, uh, the computer, and I just remember looking over, and I was just like, and I was like, I gotta go. And then I just ended the live, and I was just like, hello. <laughs> Oh, and there, here we are. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Um, do you think they were watching your lives? God, I hope not. I did have a couple of friends that knew that I had TikTok and they know what I've been doing. So I think they may have like been watching and you know how people are. They go and talk. So but at the same time, like I said, till this day, I'm I'm thankful that it happened when it did, even though it was right before Christmas. And I was like, that's not very Christian-like of you guys to do that. <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> um, I was just like, man, right before Christmas, like, what am I going to do? And then, like you said, I kind of went full in. Like, I started creating videos, at least five to ten videos a day. Um, and just obviously posting what I thought was good and good content. And then um, just kind of went from there and going live almost six hours a day. Whereas before I was sitting on the phone seven hours a day, just hating my life. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. If I'm going to talk to people about the things that I want to talk to, I want to do it. Obviously not recorded <laughs> on a recorded line. <laughs> So, yeah, you know, it was a blessing for sure. Yeah. So with, 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 I, I remember when it happened, it was right before Christmas and it just, I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, why would they do this? Like right, right before Christmas, why, why would they do that? Like, listen, I understand that, you know, if there was a disciplinary action that needed to be taken or whatever, like I understand that happening, but like you couldn't wait another month to let somebody yeah. go. Like you couldn't wait till the new year to let them go. Um, yeah. It's it's really crappy, but it was yeah. But I was only there for six months too. I was like, okay, I could get if I was here for like 
two years and I wasn't picking it up. And then I could see how you're like, all right, she's not getting the job done. Like she, she needs to go. But I was only there for six months. And, you know, I worked in a very, very difficult department. I was in, in the military department. And for that, you have to know a lot about the military. So I have family in the military, but that's all. It's not like I was enlisted or anything like that. So yeah. not knowing much about the military kind of was just the beginning of my downfall in that specific area. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so my understanding is that the military is actually kind of quite easy because typically it's just, they have benefits and you can just get them, get them going. But that's, that's a whole different story. Uh, we mm -hmm. won't, we won't talk shop about the, uh, the university that may have a Canyon nearby. Um, <laughs> not a very grand, um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> But so now let's let, let's talk about those those first couple of months uh, of uh, well I guess you're still in the first couple of months first couple of weeks of of doing full time TikTok because it, it felt like from my perspective uh, a little bit of like just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what what stuck and there were things that I I still think that the, the whole profile rating thing that to me it looks like you, you get the most amount of views on yeah. once you get. Ton of view, a ton of gifts, but you don't do that as often anymore. No. What happened? Um, so basically when I was doing the profile ratings, I had gotten the idea from a friend who was like, dude, like I see so many girls doing this, like you should just try it. And I was like, that's kind of lame. That's not really what I want to do. You know, I just, I want to find a way to go live and grab people's attention, but not in that manner. You know what I mean? I want to I want to have, I don't want to be just like a face that people are, oh, she's like pretty or what, you know what I mean? I wanted to have some talent behind it, but that was my way to start growing. I mean, I already had a lot of followers, but I did notice that every time I did go live and I rated people's pictures, that would, my following would just grow bigger and bigger and bigger. So I started there and then I started creating more content and then I went viral for like, I went viral a couple of times, but I went viral for some video of me dancing at a club talking about like blowing out my back and like millennials versus Gen Z. Like it was the dumbest video. I'm like, I've put so much sweat and tears into other videos. Why is this one going viral? And I just uploaded it. It didn't make sense, but I can't complain. <laughs> it still doesn't make sense. Like, like, I I will jump on trendy sounds on TikTok and I get nothing. I get get like yeah. new views, but it's fine. I don't do it for the views. Right, and you know what? I stopped doing that too because before I was like, oh, I want to have at least this many views, and now I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna post whatever I think is funny, whatever I think is good content at the time, and I've noticed that people like relatable things. If you're relatable, they're gonna love it. So that video is why, you know, I got 2.3 million, I think, views on it, was because it was relatable and it was something that people my age could relate to, so. Yeah, you know, I tried, I tried remaking that video. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna stitch it. And um, I went down and I couldn't get back up. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, tequila puts like some sort of superpower energy in me, some sort of different person, and it brings that animal side out of me because I couldn't do that sober. <laughs> <laughs> so you're I saying had to have some liquid liquid courage for sure. So, so what you're telling me is like I got to switch from whiskey to tequila. That's what you're probably telling probably because okay. yeah, I'm a whiskey <laughs> guy. I, I like tequila. There's some tequila I like, but but whiskey is just where it's at for me. Uh, I can't do whiskey. I can't. No, nope. it's fine. No one, no one said you had it, to. It's like the tequila isn't good either, but it gets the job done. It gets me where I need to be quick, but I do get a little feisty on tequila. So we try to stick away from no, no tequila. <laughs> well, you're feisty no already tequila. as it is. Like, I, I've, uh, you, here's, here's the untold secret about your lives is when I'm when I'm in the chat room on your lives, 95% of the time of it is you being mean to me. Never. You're so I am mean. so nice. I'm so nice. I just no, that's not true. I'm so nice to you, and you know this. So <laughs> name one time that you were nice to me. Every time you hop in, you say, Hey Corinne. I'm like, hey Ruben. But I think it's just like the way the, I say it. That's the bare minimum. 
think I have like a sarcasm in my voice, something like it's that. It's like I'm like I'm like, hey Corinne, what's up? And you're like, hey Ruben. Hey. <laughs> I sometimes I'm just like, because sometimes I'll be reading comments and I'm like, oh, that was rude. And then if you're like, hey Corinne, I'm like, hey. Because I'm like, I just read a comment that somebody was like, oh, you have a big nose or you have big ears or something like that. And I'm just like, sorry. So if if that's ever happened, that's probably why. <laughs> but the problem is it happens every time. That's the problem that I have. <sighs> you know, things have changed. Okay. Try coming on tonight. I'll be, we'll be good. So the only I'll give you a why, huge shout out. There you go. The only reason why I agreed to do this podcast is because it's actually therapy for us. Because like we're, this is. We're going to work this out. We're going to become best friends out of this. Yes. And you're going to stop being <laughs> mean in your lives. I won't be mean anymore, I promise. After this, no more. Can I, can I, I will say this. I do love the community that you, you've you accumulated, you know, because you have, like, obviously Paul's, you know, your your, uh, your, your better half, Paul, uh, and your your other better half, Crystal. Um, yes, I love her. Great. There's a great crew that comes together. But I remember there's there's one time, I think it was like around Christmas time, where you you lost complete control of the live chat and we were just <laughs> we were BSing it left and right and you're in the middle of battles and we just completely derailed you. <laughs> that happens quite often. That sounds like my life, to be honest. <laughs> It, it, honestly, here's what I love about it. It it felt like a bunch of virtual friends kind of hanging out at like a, like a virtual coffee shop, you know. Right. And so I really, really want you and Paul and Crystal and anyone else to come to California, and mm -hmm. and we can hang out and we can we can do a real life podcast with like all four of us. It'd be fun. I'm so down. I, um, I know they'd be down too. So with 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 that, like I, I like the live streams. What at the end of the day for you, what is your goal with the live streams? So I've gotten into battling recently. Money. Huh? Other than make money, obviously. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that, you know. But yeah, you know, battling is definitely something I never thought I would do. Like I saw people doing it and I always wondered, what are they doing? Like I would keep scrolling every time I saw somebody battling. I was like, what is this? Like and then finally, my friend kind of broke it down to me. He was like, so basically you go on there and you battle like whoever and people have to like send you stuff or tap your screen or like basically love you enough to send you a lion or a universe or something like that. So at first it was hundreds of dollars, like it's hundreds of dollars to do this. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. No, I've said I love sending myself. I love um hopping on to a friend and they're battling and I'm just going to like surprise them and just throw them something. So they win, but it's definitely very interesting. But I, like I said, it's not something that I want to do forever, but it is very fun. And it, I'm a very competitive person. So I have the personality for it and the, the drive for it. But ultimately I do want to draw more attention to my art because that is typically what a regular day in my life is, is just drawing, painting, figuring out something new to create. So battling is fun and don't get me wrong. It's paying my bills, but <laughs> gotta, gotta have, you know, more of a, a direction than just battling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd much rather be battling somebody for six hours than making outbound dials to uh, see if somebody wants to go to school or not. Yeah. I'm going to get but, you on it. I promise. Bro, if you can get me to a thousand followers, I'd be going live like every day. Yeah. I'm telling you, we'll get you there. We're going to get you to a thousand followers. And then once you start battling, you're going to be like, it's addicting. Like you just, you're like, Hey, I feel like making some this much money right now. Let me go hop on live. And you can only hope. I mean, it's not a guarantee every single time. That's why you have to build your following. You have to build like, relationships with people which is why when i do go live i don't just sit there and like battle i typically will sit there and i'll talk to everybody for like an hour and then we'll go into battling but yeah i mean you have to have a great personality you have to be very you know exciting you know engaging um and then once you get there battling is just like bam you're like okay i got like at least six people that are gonna that are gonna hit for me so People probably yeah. don't get that though, what it means. I'm curious. Like there's there's there was one time, like I think it was just the other night that someone just kept sending you this like couple hundred dollar gift 
over and over and over and over and over and over again. I'm like, dude, what do you do for work? What do you do for work? Uh, those are usually um, people from different countries, I have to say. I mean, I don't want to say where, but they definitely have money. And they it was three universes, actually, three or four universes that I had got sent to me. I'm actually with an agency now. So the agency helps bring more people into my lives, bring more traffic. So um, once you get into the rankings, um, that brings your live all the way to the top and you're number one in the country. So big battlers will see that they'll start battling you. And then people that are watching their lives will come into your, it's just like, a whirlwind of like a shit show. <laughs> it's just so much going on. Yeah. It's yeah, like, sure. yeah, it's cool though. Cause they schedule these tournaments for me and I love it because I'm like, okay, sometimes I go live and I try to battle and I get nothing, but these scheduled tournaments, you know, you can kind of promote yourself and say like, Hey, I'm going to be going live tonight. I'm going to need all my people on board. And if they want to, and I usually will bribe them with a painting. I always say, Hey, I'll paint you something. <laughs> so how long have you been painting for because that that's you know i will just full disclosure i am a customer of corinne's original paintings um it got me some great brownie points for christmas um yeah. <laughs> so uh so full disclosure on that one but how long have you been painting for well i've been drawing since i was a kid so it started out just like drawing i drew in high school and i would always draw my friends you know really depressing pictures and they're always like that's so cool can you draw me that and i'd be like sure and i just draw them stuff and it was always so emo and <laughs> it's so funny now because i know i have a couple of friends in high school that still have a few of my drawings and i really want to get a hold of them but um yeah i started drawing in high school and then i didn't really start painting painting until recently it was always more of like sketching i would just be in class like not paying attention i'd just be drawing and like God, I'm too creative for all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, so that's it's how the it ones started. you never pay attention are the ones who are the most creative usually. Yeah, definitely. I don't definitely. know what happened. <laughs> I mean, look at what you're doing now. You're doing great. Everything that you are working up to, it's gonna go somewhere. You just gotta, you gotta keep going. You know, I didn't think I would be where I am today doing this ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so here's the fun part. I've been doing this for 15 years. I've hit the mountaintop and I've come tumbling down. I've hit the mountaintop again. It, it, it's a cycle. It's a constant cycle. And with every new technology, it's another opportunity for you to learn a new audience and build a new audience and build a new revenue stream. You know, yeah. and there was a, a way, way back when, back in like 2010, I had a live radio show that I was doing every week and I had hundreds of thousands of people who would tune into it live uh, and then listen to the archive of it afterwards. So, you know, I, I've tasted the success. I know I can do it. It's a matter of like, Heck yeah. now I have like a full-time job and I have to actually like, you know, balance all these other responsibilities as part of it. And it's just, it's, it's crazy, but it's, but it's fun. And, yeah. you know, I, like I myself never paid attention in school. I hated it. I hated school. Um, Me too. I was a great communicator. And so mm -hmm. when I graduated high school, I was like, oh, maybe I should become a teacher. Maybe I can actually like help kids pay attention. And then I realized that it's like a lot of school. And I'm like, well, what else can I do? And I can talk. I, I can talk. I can talk for a living. So I've gotten yeah. raging. Um, but awesome. what for, for you, like what opened your eyes to realize that, oh, not only am I a good drawer, but I can actually paint stuff because your paintings are really good. Like that's, that's the one thing that I will say is a lot of times people like, they're like, Oh, buy my painting. And the paintings kind of suck. You know, those <laughs> are actually really good. Thank you. That means so much to me. Like that makes me so happy to hear. Um, I guess it's just a way to keep my mind focused on other things. Cause I have really bad anxiety. I have really bad ADHD. So when I'm painting, my mind just, it's so focused on that and it brings me almost peace and like in my heart and in my head. And cause uh, like aside from painting, my mind is nothing but chaotic every single day. So being able to kind of sit in my room or in my art room and just pull out a canvas and just start painting, it definitely brings a lot of joy to my life and peace. So that's something that I absolutely love doing. 
And when I hear people love my paintings, I'm just like, really? Like you want to buy my painting? Like that just, that's crazy. <laughs> you, you, you sold me a painting for $4,000. No. And it was literally like a stick figure. I don't know like who would pay for that, but that was, well, see, you sent me a picture of something else and then you mailed me a stick figure and I'm like, I got screwed over here. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is so funny. That is something I have to say that does stress me out a little bit when I do custom paintings. Cause people are like, Oh, can you do this for me? And I'm like, yeah, at the time I'm like, I could totally do that. Like for instance, my, the Annabelle painting I did from the conjuring that thing, I think that thing was possessed for sure. Cause I could not get that thing finished. I worked on it for like two months. I think I kept starting it, restarting it. And I was like, God does not want me to finish this painting. <laughs> the guy who bought it, actually, he's a really good friend of mine, big sniper too. Um, he he loves it. So That's I was good. just glad he liked it. If you like it, then I'm happy. <laughs> so typically what, I, what I've learned um, is the artist is the one who hates their work the most. Um, they always find yeah. something that that they can see that no one else can. Right. And it bugs them if something is even slightly, the outline slightly off or, yeah. you know, the, the shadowing isn't correct or, or whatever, or just didn't turn out the way that the artist envisioned it. But the person who requested it is always like, oh, my God, this is so like typically they don't they don't notice the small details. No. Uh, and so hopefully with with your art, you can learn to like appreciate the simplicity of person who's buying it now every now and then you get the person who's like a karen and be like oh my god no this wasn't what wasn't what i wanted right with that, being, with, with that being said um did you sell the rugrats yet no so i have a friend who wants them really bad but he's kind of going through some stuff right now so i still have them on hold the babies are have they have not been adopted yet but i'm waiting you know i'm giving him some time to kind of cope with what he's going through and when he's ready, you know, we'll sell them. We'll we'll get them adopted. <laughs> I don't I even gonna... really want to let them go. I love them so much. They're so colorful to my dark. Everything you know, else. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um, I need I, I need those in my life. So I need you to send them to me as a gift. You got it. They're <laughs> on their way today. That'll be five thousand dollars. Not a gift. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not falling for that one again. Uh, <laughs> like a, a used baby diaper. <laughs> oh, That's a good sad. idea though. When somebody like is is trying to troll you online, just send them like a oh it's like, hey, buy this painting and then send them a different one. Right? Something completely different or have my son do it. Actually, my son is a really good artist. So I shouldn't have said that because he's really, really good. So let's questionable. I, I, I want to talk to you about music because yeah. you and i both love love music um yeah and i i know what it's like to have an artist that this absolutely means the world to you um and for me it's it's a band called alter bridge and the singer named miles kennedy which you refuse to play their music in your lives um and they their music has gotten me through the absolute worst of times and has been a highlight in the absolute best of my of times of my life. Right. And for you, uh, you, you have mentioned a lot that Chester Bennington is a, an artist that you not only respect, but cherish dearly to the point where you have a tattoo of him on, I believe on your arm. Um, oh, yeah. tell, me, tell me a little bit more about, about why Chester Bennington is, means so much to you. Um, because it's, it's a very, I love talking about this because music, I believe music is like a universal language and oh, music sure. really saves lives. So I would love to know more about, about your, your connection with Chester. So actually, um, I was introduced to Lincoln Park by my best friend, who's like my sister, but my best friend in uh, seventh grade. She had pulled out Reanimation, um, aside from Hybrid Theory. That was the first album that I ever listened to. But she had pulled out Reanimation. And it's just such a nostalgic feeling. It reminds me of the drives we would go on um, and we would just blast reanimation. But the first song that I had ever heard by Linkin Park was My December. And I remember being so drawn to Chester's voice. I was like, God, his voice is sexy. I was like, who is that? I was so like, wow, his voice is just so like beautiful. So 
I got into them that way. I started listening to them religiously, like every single day I was jamming on my little, um, what was it back in the day? The iPod, the little shuffle. Oh my gosh, I listened yes. to them. Actually, no, it was the CD player. What am I talking about? I had a CD player back then and I had hybrid theory. For those jamming. who are listening, a CD player is a device about this big and you put a CD in it. A CD <laughs> is a disc that you can put music on. Yeah, but don't dare to walk too fast because then it'll skip and then have to like restart everything. Just yeah, unless unless chaos. you had hundreds of dollars to buy like a sports grade level CD player. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Or boombox, right? Um, so yeah, I got into Lincoln Park and I've been a fan since. So just listening to Chester's voice, listening to Mike Shinoda, like they were all so talented. Um, their lyrics just always resonated with me, like with what I was either going through or knowing Chester's backstory and like how he was bullied and other things. You know, I, I was able to kind of, you know, just feel like empathy with him. And I just felt a connection, even though I didn't meet him. He did actually, he was born in Arizona too. So unfortunately, I never got to meet him. I have a ton of friends that did meet him though. And I was like, of all people, I should have met him. I was his like number one fan. But um, he went to Greenway High School out here in Arizona. So that's literally like 20 minutes away from me. But That's pretty cool though. Uh, yeah, just their music to me, it was just amazing. Like all of their songs just hit. Either it's like, you know, you feel like, you know, hitting it hard in the gym with like, you know, some one step closer or you're a little sad. And you want to hear like shadow of the day, you know, kind of brings you down to that level of, you know, emotions and you feel it with him. So he saved my life for sure. Um, there I can't even. Yeah, he saved my life. That's all I can say. So what, what was it like the day you found out that he died? Oh my gosh, that was probably one of the worst days that I've had in my life. That sounds insane. I've had family members pass away and I was like, man, that's sad, you know, and I, I didn't cry and I hate saying that. That's not that I'm not an emotional person, but I was actually at Jump Street with my son and we were hanging out. I was with a friend too. She was with us and my mom had texted me because I had uh, tickets actually for their concert. It was supposed to be in um, August and I had tickets. And I remember specifically that day I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm going to buy these tickets for however much money they are. And I'm going to go to this concert and I'm super excited, but I have a really, really bad feeling that something's going to happen and the concert isn't going to happen. Like they're going to cancel it or something is just not going to let them perform. And my mom was like, oh, you know, it'll be fine. You're just worried because, you know, you're excited to see them and you're just thinking the worst. <laughs> well, to say the least, um, that day I had gotten a text from my mom and she was just like, did you hear about the singer that died? And I was like, oh, no, like who died? I was like thinking to myself, I wonder who passed away because she didn't say it. And I'm like, mom, you know, I love Lincoln Park. You know, how did you not put two and two together? So, of course, I pull out my phone and I Googled it and then I saw his face and it says lead singer of Lincoln Park met suicide. And when I say like the waterworks came, I just like first it was like shock. And I was like doing more research. I was like, this can't be like real. Like maybe it's just like a stunt. Somebody's just like a prank or whatever. And then I saw it on TMZ. And like once you see it on TMZ, you know, it's like a valid thing. It's real. So I sat there and I just like, we have to go. I was like, we need to leave because I was in just tears. I was in tears and I don't care what anybody says. Like people can say what they want. Like, oh, you cried over a celebrity. It wasn't a celebrity. It was somebody that actually saved my life. So of course it was extremely heartbreaking for me, especially the way he passed away. So yeah. And, and the thing that... The thing that breaks my heart about that whole situation is the fact that it wasn't that that much like after Chris Cornell took Chris his Cornell. Life. Yeah. And, they, and and it's well documented how good of friends they were. Oh you know? yeah. And I, I don't did, did they ever talk about a note for for Chester? Did they find one? No, there was never a note that I know of. Um 
there was never a no. I just do know from like, you know, uh, interviews that I heard that he was just going through a lot. He had relapsed on alcohol. Actually, the day they found him, they found a bottle of, I think it was, I forget, it was it was a bottle of some sort of like uh, liquor. So I think, and his wife had said that every time he relapsed, he was so hard on himself. So he was alone. And it was crazy because he was actually in Sedona the night before he passed away. So he was like two hours away from me um, on a family vacation. And then he went back to L.A. the next day. He was supposed to do some sort of photo shoot with the band. And yeah, he never he never got to, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sad story, you know, and. You know, I, I'm grateful, I'm, I'm grateful that the lead singer that. I credit for, for again for the highs and highs and uh, the highs of highs and lowest of lows of getting me through all that. You know, thank God he doesn't struggle with like mental health issues or alcohol or any of that stuff. So it's like I, I, I that's shocking. I'm not like I, I mean he did like he partied back in the day, but he kind of like grew out of it, which is kind of yeah. weird. Like, that, that whole band is it's really weird how especially nowadays it seems like less and le- you hear less and less of these party lifestyles of bands that are kind of on the rise like unfortunately you're still seeing people dying of like overdoses and stuff but typically those yeah. are bands that have like they started in the party era and they never actually got out of it you know but like, right now it's like it seems like that it's kind of cleaned up a little bit which yeah. is cool and it's good but like i can't imagine the day that i wake up and and it, there's news that miles has passed away like i, I just I can't imagine it. I can't. I just it, it's one of those things where like I don't want to ever have to think about that day. And here you are. You've lived through that. Um, uh, it was you, so hot. Yeah, it was awful. And how do you feel about about the band releasing music after the fact? Because they, they, they released that new song, right? Yeah. So there's loss. And then, oh, God, I forgot the second one. But yes, I know I'm a terrible fan. Um, I love it. I think it's amazing. I'd rather them do that than replace him. There's no replacing him for one. But I would rather them come out with, you know, underground songs that were unreleased than to just kind of be like, oh, we're going to find a new lead singer. Because I'll tell you what, that'll be the the day, the last day I ever listened to them. Um I don't think that there's any talks of them replacing him, but at the beginning I did hear some rumors that they were thinking about putting somebody else as a front man. And I was just like, they're going to lose all their fans. Well, not all of them, but the really dedicated fans I'd say. Well, but, I, would, um, yeah. I would challenge real quick. I would challenge that because I think that there are, there's, there's one singer in particular that I think could, could play that role pretty well without taking the lead singer role. And cool. so, uh, his name is uh, Jeff Goot, uh, and he's currently the lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. Which, oh, okay. And Chester, Chester was yeah mm-hmm. filled in for a little bit. So there's yep. a, there's a connection there. Jeff yeah. Goot is actually a personal uh, well uh, was a personal friend of mine for a minute. He was on the X Factor. He did really well, um, and I think he could fill Chester's vocally fill that role. Uh, and there's a way that you can do it where it isn't like replacing Chester. It's Lincoln Park with guest whoever that person is just singing those that those parts. Yeah. However, I don't because th- I guess the question comes down to would you would you rather see Lincoln Park come out and perform live and have somebody fronting the band at moments and doing what Queen does, which I don't know if you you're familiar with what Queen does. Of course. Yeah. Queen has Adam Lambert come out and Adam Lambert will sing and then there's parts where they'll blast freddie on the big screen and they'll play performances from the past and oh, it's a really cool experience i'm actually going to experience it in november i would nice. be interested in people seeing lincoln park in a similar matter manner where you have like say a jeff goot coming out singing some stuff live and then those really emotional spots those really high spots in songs it's it's chester from a previous performance yeah so fun fact actually uh, i went to the hollywood bowl concert their tribute concert after he passed away and it was amazing it was amazing they had everybody there and everybody was sort of filling in for you know his parts which at that point i think we all all of the lincoln park fans kind of realized like there is nobody else that can touch his his vocal cords like ever you know you had um gavin 
Rossdale coming out singing. I think it was Leave Out All the Rest. And it, as much as I love Bush and I love Gavin, I was like, holy moly. Like you kind of realize that Chester's voice is like untouchable and nobody can ever reach that. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there that could totally pull it off. But, you know, seeing all these different artists come together in his memory and sing all of his songs, it was such a touching concert. And I cried the entire time. Yeah, I cried literally the whole time. I had a box of tissues. My friend brought me and he was like, here's your box of tissues. And I was just crying the whole time. <laughs> but at the end, it got really lit. Like they were singing like all the older songs. Because at first they started out with like one more light album and the sad songs. And then they came in with like Jonathan Davis. He was there. They had um, Machine Gun Kelly. It was it was so much fun. It was a blast. Yeah, I, I, I do. Do you know if they plan on touring? Have you heard about it? Uh, no, I haven't heard anything. I think that that was probably their last tour. I know that Mike does his own like side yeah. stuff. I mean, he's the founder of Lincoln Park, but I know that he does his own music. Uh, he has Fort Minor going too, which I loved Fort Minor. I don't know if you know Fort Minor, if you ever no, listened to them. Fort Minor, um, he was the lead singer of Fort Minor. So yeah, if he would come back with some Fort Minor stuff, like Mike Shinoda is always going to be good. He's a great producer. He knows what he's doing. So yeah, sure. I think he'll put some stuff together in the future, but not Linkin Park. For sure. Yeah, I, I think there's a certain level of like, just let it, let it be, you know, release. I would actually be more interested in hearing like demos, like to start releasing the demos. Yeah. That, that'd be fun. I, I think oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah, when I heard Lost, oh my gosh, I, oh, I started crying because I was like, it sounds just like Meteora, you know what I mean? Like old yeah. Lincoln Park. Because when they came out with One More Light, I wasn't a fan. I was like, okay, this sounds weird. I don't really like it. It doesn't sound familiar. But after he passed away, I kind of was like, wow, this album, if anything, is probably my favorite because it was his last album. And it had so much meaning around it like if you listen to every single song you're like wow this was like his goodbye for sure yeah that's that's a sad a sad note mm -hmm. um i want to i want to transition now and talk more about um about your presence online because yeah. uh it's not every day that i i get to talk to somebody who goes live on tiktok every day or most days and I've seen the comments that people leave. I've seen the good comments. I've seen the bad comments. I've seen the ugly comments. I've seen everything in between. Yeah. Um, I've 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 helped ban people from from saying stupid stuff. Yeah, you're my moderator. You're one of my I, moderators. Yes. <laughs> I should full disclosure. I work for her now. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got to start banning. Uh oh, right? what percentage? <laughs> uh, just give me like seven percent. We'll be good. Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> for now for now uh but i you know i remember you know i do want to just laugh and say that we we banned somebody accidentally uh and by oh the end, mo it was mo crystal yeah. did that yeah. <laughs> fire, fire on like, the spot he was like hey did i get um blocked and i was just like and then i think because crystal's so overprotective of me and yeah. she was like just blocked she saw something that just looked a little off and she just blocked him right away. I was like, you're a G. <laughs> you're a G, but you blocked Mo. And, and Mo was like the most innocent man ever. He was so sweet. He would always be like, Corinne, I hope you're having a great day. <laughs> what, but the funny part was, is everyone was like, what happened to Mo? Like yes. all, for like a week Free straight. Mo. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone um, was like, we need to get him out. Where is he? <laughs> right. Um, but, but with that, like, I, I'm curious how you deal with, with, the haters, you know, because there are some haters that come in. There are some people that, you know, will comment on, you know, whatever. I'm not, I don't yeah. bring up any of the, the particulars because I think it's oh, stupid. I, will. Uh, I don't mind. You can, but I just think it's stupid that people have, uh, people have the audacity to come into your live and make comments about your appearance, your style, your whatever, you know. Um, and so how do you, how do you handle that? That, that, that just always seems to me like just a side effect of the internet that I just wish would go away. Right. Bullying. I hate bullying. Cause I was yeah. bullied when I was in seventh grade. I was 
called ugly, like hairy, because I was poor, I'm Puerto Rican. We were in like got hairy arms. And I didn't shave my arms. So like I got bullied for that for so long. But you know, I kind of after high school, I just was like, you know what? The haters, I don't care. So when I go live, um, when I first started going live and I noticed that I was getting like good comments and then really rude comments, at first it did get to me. I was like, now I know what celebrity, not like I'm any sort of celebrity, but now I kind of understand like what they go through on a daily basis when people are constantly like, because when you're live, you're sitting here just like this. Everybody's watching you. Everyone's listening. And they're just sitting there waiting to just bring you all the way down. So, you know, when I hear comments, I just kind of laugh. I'm like, yeah, I know. Like somebody said one time, they're like, your ears, do they bring satellite? I was like, actually, yeah, I think Dish Network or something. I just kind of like, I make it a joke. I'm like, yeah, I have big ears. What else? Do you Like when you come for somebody's looks, that's a low. Because this is how I was born. Do you, you know what ears? I mean? I do. I've never. I'm not going like... to show them. Well, I, I mean, yeah. not, that's a weird thing to ask, but like, I'm like, I've never like, maybe it's just me because I'm not like looking to like, I don't know. I'm just. I have looking. big ears. I got my head stuck in a fence when I was like seven, and they had to call the fire department to bend the wires to get my head out because my ears were so big. Oh my gosh. That's I know. Pretty, that's that's it was pretty awful. Funny. It was very but, traumatizing. So with 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 some of that too. I mean, there's also been some very um just 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 straight up distasteful comments that I, I've seen people mm. people you know people make and, and just I'm I'm sure your DMs look thirsty as F, you know. Um how do you deal with that side of of, of the internet? Um well for one yeah, he, but Paul is very like calm. He's very, he doesn't get offended. He doesn't get jealous. Sometimes, you know, he'll be like, hey, you know, I don't really like that. But he doesn't get jealous to where he's like controlling and like, I don't want you going live. Like he supports me like a hundred percent. So yeah. I'm so thankful that I have him as a partner. But um, I do get a lot of very weird comments. I think the weirdest comment was like, I want to cook up your placenta and eat it. Well, this is what we're ending the show. Um, <laughs> what? This is going to be the most entertaining podcast that you've ever done. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but it'll be be pretty good. Uh, but <laughs> what? Like, why? Why? Okay, listen. I know there's there's some health people out there that say that that's good for the woman to do after after childbirth. Um, but why in the like who who gave them? Why would you even like? There's so many questions that I have. I, what? I yeah. Trust me, that definitely caught my eye. If they were looking to catch my attention, they definitely did. Because I had a couple hundred people watching. Not that that's like a ton, but. I was like reading the comments and I read that and it actually scared me. Some of the comments actually, they scare me. They don't like make me feel anything else, but a little bit of like, like I'm very careful with my location. I don't really like telling anyone on live like where I live. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, where are you? Where do you live? And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to release that anymore. So I'm very cautious with like where I, you know, obviously people know where I live, but I don't like to tell them exactly what city I'm in. But at one point I was like, damn, I need to like be careful because that was a really creepy comment, you know, and that's not just like, oh, you're pretty, like, oh, this and that. It was like Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, <laughs> like yeah, Ted that's Bundy. Weird. That's weird. And any, anyone who's wondering, her last name is Rodriguez and she lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Yep. I love so, it. I um, live right down the street from where Walter White uh, filmed uh, Breaking yeah. Bad. So. Yeah, I've seen the house. You, you've sent me pictures of the house. It's, it's oh yeah, yeah, uh, a lot of traffic. So, so what's what's your advice for people, particularly women? I I, I obviously you know I, I think you can speak really well to to how women should handle themselves online. Um, what's your because like for me, you know, like my girlfriend will send me like comments that people have left on her stuff, and I'm just like, first of all, they're right. You are, you know, this Lauren. Lauren, you're watching this. I'm talking about you, not Corinne. Okay. Aww. You're, they're right. You are super gorgeous, and you're mine. She's so awesome. cute. 
She's adorable. That reaction you got of her opening my painting made me so happy. Anyways, continue. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best part of me. Um, and uh, and so, but but I, I, it's sad that women have to deal with creepy guys on the regular and just and distasteful women trying to, you know, knock each other down and, and whatever the situation is. Yeah. What's your advice as a woman? How do you, what's your advice to them to, to like just get through it? Because I, I think I have advice for them too, but like, I don't live it. Like I get the complete opposite. I get people commenting on, you know, my crooked teeth or my, how my hair is not perfect right now. Like all that stuff. So mean. I, I don't, hate so listen, that. But I, I don't care anymore. Right. Like once complete side note, once you've had Christina Aguilera's, you know, toxic fandom come after you, you can survive anything. I have to hear more about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I would say the best way to handle negativity and women coming for you, because I've had a lot of people say like, oh, you're a mother, like you shouldn't be posting that or you're in a bathing suit, which I mean, I don't really have much of that up there. I mean, my, my posts are a little bit of, I try to keep it classy, but a little sexy sometimes. I do like doing get ready with me, um, outfit of the day, stuff like that. Um, so I do get some people that will have a negative comment like, oh, you shouldn't be acting like that. You're a mother. And to me, at the end of the day, I know the mother I am. I know the, the girlfriend that I am. I know, um, I guess, where you cross the line as far as like respecting yourself and not respecting yourself. Um, I'd say I'm pretty good and I know, you know, where my boundaries are. So as far as advice, I don't you're not paying my bills. If you're not paying my bills, then you have no right to say anything to me. You know, um, people will knock me for going live. They're like, oh, do you work a real job? Like, <laughs> that's none of your business. And you know what I mean? That's just, that's my personal business. And I am working on so many things that people don't even know about. So like I said, at the end of the day, as long as I know my truth and I know who I am as a person, nothing will really get to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that, that idea. And I think, I, I think that just in general, I think people, especially, especially young people, they just don't know their own self-worth. No. And no. they're too focused on how many likes they can get, how many clicks they can get, how many views they can get, how many people yeah. they can get to comment on their stuff. And they equate their, their self-worth and their value to the amount of interactions that they can get. And yeah. the reality of it is, is it's not so much what you can get out of people, but it's what you can give other people and what right. you can do to make the world a better place. Not exactly zero people can comment on, 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 on a picture of mine. And I, I still know that I'm a good person. I still know that I'm yeah. doing the right thing every day and that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going out and killing people or doing whatever. Like exactly. yourself, anyone who's listening to this right now, your self-worth is not in your followers or in your likes or in your comments no. or in your DMs. In no. fact, in fact, the minute people start putting value on those things is the minute you should probably cut them out of your life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I couldn't agree with you anymore. But I do believe a lot of the reason why we are in the situation we are today is because of this generation and the things that people see and comparing themselves to, you know, women compare themselves to that girl or this girl or she's skinnier than I am or her, you know, body is nicer. And I think that that is so toxic for for us for our brains for our minds for our lives every day and i will take a break from social media like i will delete not my tiktok that won't happen but my maker. instagram yeah i would delete my instagram for a year six months and i'd come back and i'd be like okay it's still kind of lame i don't even know why i have it but you know taking a little detox from social media is very very healthy i believe um, everybody should do it even if it's for a couple of weeks because some people really can't live without it i can uh, minus TikTok, but it will do so. <laughs> it'll do so much for you if you think about it. Like not constantly looking at where this person is. Oh, I went to high school with that person. They're graduating, you know, college. They're doing all of this. They have a million million dollar house. Uh, they're married, and I'm like, God, I'm still living in here, and I am not there yet. It's so bad for your mental health. It's not healthy to do that, and. That is why I believe in taking social media breaks because our generation is so fixated on 
being on the internet all the time, scrolling, see what's, you know, what's better. So yeah, I could go on. You know, there's out. an interesting trend happening with young people and young, more and more young people are buying dumb phones and getting rid of the apps and getting rid of the constant connectivity and the constant um, just information overflow. I remember in, in the middle of the pandemic, like right in like April or May of, of 2020, I, there wouldn't be a minute that would go by that, that my phone wasn't ringing or, or dinging of some sort of bad news of this concert got canceled. This person died, yeah. that person, you know, and I remember yeah. having a moment where I just, I turned off all the notifications on my phone. Oh yeah. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It's depressing. That's best decision I ever made. Yeah. It's depressing. My mom has the news on 24 seven. And I told her, I'm like, you know, that's so unhealthy for you because so it, it makes you paranoid. It makes you think that everywhere you go. I mean, I get it. Cause the world we live in nowadays is insane. You can't go anywhere without being scared for your life. But at some point you have to just be like, you know what? This is life and whatever is meant to happen is going to happen, whether I want it to happen or not. Obviously, you want to be cautious. But, yeah, I believe in turning off the news, CNN sometimes. Like, it's good to know and keep up with, like, everyday news. But, you know, there's some things that are just so depressing. And I'm just like, I can't handle hearing about this anymore. I can't. There's a new shooting almost every, like, week and I'm just like, I'm tired of hearing about it. It's unfortunate. And it's not that I don't care. It's just that I can't, my heart can't take hearing any of that anymore. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you this, the the day that I turned off my, my Facebook notifications and my, my Instagram notifications and all that stuff was, was the first day in a long time that I was able to just go. Breathe. <sighs> yeah. And, and I, I haven't turned them on. I haven't turned it back on since. That's awesome. I, actually, I don't I actually, have Facebook. Well, that's, that's probably a good thing. Um, I need it for, for this stuff, but you know, um, I, I literally, I, I, I'll log in and I'll post whatever I need to post and I get out, you know, yeah. um, cause I don't, I don't need it anymore. The only, the only app that I still get notifications on is YouTube. And that's just because yeah. if I get a comment, I want to be able to like respond to it pretty quickly. Of course. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's crazy. Um, Corinne, what, when are you launching your podcast? We, we got to get you going here. Ah, so yeah, I have so many ideas lined up for that. I just have to work up the courage to just be able to like, listen to my own voice and look at myself I'm like, ew, like, even this was like, is there like a blurring effect where we could blur out my skin, make it look really nice. And then I was like, no, because that's not authentic. So yeah. I think once I become I got, I got a I got a blemish right here. You know, and earlier I was like, I should, I should do some touch up on the, no, 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 you're good. No, you're so right. Being more authentic is what people want to see yeah. and, um, not the filters and not, you know, the glam all this. I mean, I have glam on right now, but what's more important is what comes from your heart and what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, what you look like is important, but not the most important thing. Well, I can tell with you, I, I think you'd. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you do your makeup more because it's fun. Like you actually yeah. do creative stuff with your face. Like you're not just making yourself look like a clown. You're actually doing cool things with your with your makeup. Like yeah, I've seen well, seen some of the stuff that you've done. It's really incredible. Like I'm surprised that you're not doing that even part time. Thank you. I was a makeup artist. I worked for several different lines: Mac, um, Chanel, Dior. I've been doing makeup my whole life—not my whole life, but my whole life. Um, so yeah, as an artist, I was a makeup artist as well. So I did the whole wedding, prom, like homecoming, and that got kind of repetitive to me. So yeah. a lot of people ask me, "Do you still do makeup?" I'm just like, "Yeah, not really. It's more of like a if I need to, and then somebody needs some help, then I'll totally if help the them price out a little is bit." Right. Yeah. People are so cheap. Nobody wants to spend money on makeup, on art. I get it. You know, it's not, uh, you know, you don't need it. It's not a necessity, but if you want something to look good, you're going to pay for it. True. That's true. But it's also one of those things where art isn't a, a poor man's game, you know, like right. you, you look at art, like art and I'll be like, okay, I know this is probably like, this probably should be hundreds of dollars, but like, I can only afford to pay 50 bucks for this. And, right. and art, what people don't realize is that for every one painting, there's 
dozens of hours of work behind it. Oh you know? God. Yeah. That's, There's that's so much time. Yeah. It's the time it's supply <laughs> demand. It's, um, the stress, like, I don't know how tattoo artists do it. I always say, I'm like, I don't think I could be a tattoo artist because permanent stuff, like, I don't think I could do, <laughs> not yet at least. Right. Well, Corinne, I, I, I appreciate your time. Um, I don't want to keep it too much longer because we, we've been an hour. We've been doing this for an hour already. Man, that's awesome. I could keep yeah. going too. <laughs> I, I can too, but I have to pee eventually. No, no, you're good. <laughs> I appreciate your time and I appreciate you having me on here and it's an absolute honor to do this today. Well, I, I appreciate you for, for coming on the show. Uh, tell everybody where they can, where they can find you on social media and also tell them what your cash app is or your Venmo. So that way they can, you know, uh, pay for a shadow. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So yeah, you can find me on TikTok, Corinne Mandy and then Instagram Corinne X Mandy. And uh, yeah, that's it. I don't have anything else. Perfect. Well, make sure uh, if you're listening to this, make sure to subscribe to the podcast channel, the YouTube channel, uh, like and subscribe and share and do all that fun stuff. Um, and I'm I'm going to announce this right now. And I know you haven't agreed to anything, Corinne, but you're going to start a podcast and I'm going to produce it for <laughs> you. And we're going yeah. to make millions of dollars together. I'm down. I'm game. Let's do it. Let's just get you a better <laughs> Hey, I like my little ball. <laughs> little snowball. Uh, all right. This has been the Ruben J Show. Uh, again, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. I'll be back next week with yeah. have a great conversation about AI next week, guys. So make sure to come back. Tune in, guys. Well, thank you so much, Ruben. Cool. Don't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs>